Hey, everybody. Fantastic episode of the morning show today. We were expecting Mert to join the show, but he actually had a conflict. So we ended up just uh, running with the show sort of as usual. We discuss the rise of Farcaster and Warpcast taking the kind of crypto space by storm. We also discuss the Bitcoin ordinals action, including Quantum Cats that's coming out. We talk about the action in different crypto tokens and actually some stocks like Meta. Overall, it's a great episode of the show. It's done in partnership with Seedify, the Web3 gaming incubator and launchpad. Easy gives us a ton of details about Cdefi, which has been around the block at this point, was around last cycle. So love to see the progress on Cdefi and hope you enjoy the show. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Monday, February 5th, you've tuned into the Nifty Podcast, soon to be rebranded. Today, we are going to discuss the rise of Farcaster. It's actually funny. We had Zeneca talking all about Farcaster and Warpcast on Friday. Uh, if I had just taken action based on uh, the, the specific, you know, uh, asset that he brought up, then it would have been a very profitable maneuver over the weekend. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to talk more about Farcaster today, the social platform that is taking the crypto space by storm. We're going to talk about a new all-time high for a Bitcoin ordinals collection. I'm sure Clemente is going to get a kick out of that one. And we are going to be joined by Mert from Helios halfway through the show to discuss all things Solana past, present, and future, and really building infrastructure within the crypto space. Uh, if you never heard Mert speak, he is a very, very sharp, very insightful person that's been in crypto for a while and has very interesting, varied experience that I think gives um, a very unique perspective to what building in crypto uh, can look like and, and should look like. Uh, before I go any further, uh, Nick, how you doing, buddy? How was the weekend? <clears throat> I'm doing our what the hell? Can you hear me? You're on oh, the right, Mike. All right. Your uh, our audio levels are clearly completely different. Uh you were coming in quite hot. But uh I've reduced that. Anyways, long story short, it was good. I was in Charlotte for like 24 hours. Um saw some How friends. Was the weather? Uh I would say slightly warmer than new york it was it was weird like everyone that was going to charlotte like didn't have winter coats and and it's like 10 degrees warmer i was gonna say but it's, not like, <laughs> it's not like 85 degrees like it's probably like 50 yeah i think today it's 50 here it's uh it is colder um but yeah it was interesting to see it. like everyone was just like yeah we don't deal with that here in charlotte um i guess it's warmer you know <laughs> um did you eat any barbecue no i was there for 24 hours when we went to philly for three hours i forced us to get a roast pork sandwich yeah from a place i mean it was like mediocre you know like the roast the, pork i mean I, I it's not memorable I, I thought we went to a philly cheesesteak place no, we got roast pork. The problem was they were out of broccoli rob, and that was an issue. There's a lot going on that time. Philly like closes down during the week at 7 p.m. There's a lot going on there. Well, the only place that I went to was a restaurant for uh, some... I, I have no idea. Anyways, it was a nice restaurant. There, were, there was an interesting couple there where we were like, is that a couple? Is that... Is that like a paid for situation Whoa. going on. I've seen a lot of that recently. But frankly, maybe that's the better way to do it. I'm a, I'm, I'm a beyond, maybe that's, maybe that's the right approach. <laughs> about dating advice on this show. Clemente, are you tired of the bullshit that you're dealing with? Do you want to just turn that into a financial transaction? The, the expectations <laughs> would be clear if that was the case. Your audio is blown out too. Uh, everything sounds normal to me, buddy. Uh, anyway, we gotta. We want to talk about who uh, today's partner is. I'm gonna let Easy actually lead that. Easy making my job easier this morning. Easy, who's uh, who's today's show brought to you in partnership with? Oh man, today's brought to you by Cedify which I'm personally excited about. Cedify continues to do a ton of incredible stuff from the gaming side of things. I'm very hyped because they just partnered with a game that I've actually been playing called Paradise Tycoon. I love these Farmville style sims personally. And I'm like, this makes total sense from a Web3 standpoint and gaming standpoint. And they've now said that they'll be incubating Paradise Tycoon on the AVAX blockchain. So on top of that, AVAX continuing to be my bull case for tokens for the gaming ecosystem. 
and now partnering with a game that I've played and I actually think is a quality game in the Web3 space already with a live playable game. Cedify is doing some incredible stuff with this as well. They've also got a couple other IGOs, so initial game offerings from things like MetaDOS, Heaven's Compass, Boss Fighters. And my favorite part about it all is you can actually get access to it by staking your S-Fund, getting early allocations to these things, many of which get people excited because the games have a token component. And that's basically the meta on the Ethereum side of things. So seeing Cedify just absolutely crush this, and what we can actually see on the screen if you're watching on the YouTube is the Meta DOS video, which is a third party. So they're really leaning into not just players who enjoy games, but the spectator side of things for certain games, making it an engaging ecosystem for those that watch, play, and actually get integrated into it. So I'm extremely excited about it. They continue to scale, grow, and try new things. And for me, that's a beautiful sign, especially considering this is their second cycle and they're getting more quality games where the gaming narrative is hyping up and getting people excited for the entire ecosystem of NFTs and crypto. So shout out to Cedify. Big shout out to Cedify. Videos also available. If you're listening on Twitter Spaces, it's pinned up top. Very cool to have Cedify as a partner. Uh, they've partnered with a bunch of really notable creators in the space. So you know, definitely an honor for us to be uh, partnering with them too. Uh, Sig, I think the internet's working. <laughs> I think the uh, internet's working now. Yeah, I think it's all good. If, uh, if, if it cuts out again, just uh, somebody else can uh, jump in on the weather report. But... It's Monday, February the 5th. That ETH market volume is coming in at 24 million. Solana absolutely cooking at 10 million, up 25% from recent high. If we look onto the market leaders, there's not a lot of action on the blue chip side, but some of the other top movers do include Doodles. They're back up to 2.5 ETH. Lazy Lions, obviously the team is doing very well there because that's up 20%. You've got Fanta Bears, they're up 40% to 0.14. And Bitcoin Puppets, they're up to 0.064 BTC, just keep cooking the puppets. Over the weekend, the top four stories, well, firstly, it's Farcaster. Zeneca spoke about this on Friday, the decentralized social network built on Ethereum. It's taken crypto and NFT Twitter by storm, as it's now 28,000 days, up 10 hours. Warpcast, the social app built on top of Farcast that has also been graining traction. As many say, this could be what friend tech was supposed to be, be and actually build an organic user base over time. Let's see. Mert is going to be on a show later and he's going to be talking about Solana meme coins and, and, and NFTs on a frame on, on Farcast that in the next week or two. On to the second story. It's G-Money. He's taken a $1 million loan, 14.8% APR on his CryptoPunk which is the largest on-chain loan against the CryptoPunk. Three years after taking out the largest on-chain loan against an NFT for 25K, he called, uh, he cited this as a massive potential for NFT buy. And as with borrowing and lending, it could become more popular in the next cycle. Over on Ordinals, volume is continuing to pick up with the Bitcoin puppets. They hit a new all-time this weekend at 0.073 BTC, which is over $3,000. Pulling back on Sunday to 0.06. Uh, Arsic ruins on YouTube with the 21k supply chain collection reaching a high of 0.09 BTC. And then lastly, obviously, the highly anticipated quantum catamint is once again expected for today. Uh, this is going to be the third delay, but it's going to happen today, apparently, at 12 p.m. Eastern with the public at 6 p.m. Eastern. And this is expected to be a big event for the ordinals. Back to you, Thank folks. you. Wonderful weather report. Uh, Nick? I feel like the G-Money thing should be phrased as G-Money paid $140,000 to take out a loan on his punk that that's like a lot of money to to pay what do eight punks go for though uh well they used to be upwards of like five million or something well sorry what did the aliens go for 11 was it seven to 11 i think the I lowest think, sale was actually in like a, the well i think it hit 11 anyways those apes should be worth like a few million dollars i think I three did, to like, five sounds like right in my brain like if you say that number i don't like they, oh, wow, that's exciting. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Um, 14% to me, though, just seems like that that's quite the hurdle. For a six-month loan, too, right? Well, yeah, but you're paying on the APR. So I guess then it was, then, then or APY, I guess it was then 7%, which would be $70,000 for a loan. Uh, it We were discussing the potential of taking the loans out against the punks to buy ETH or buy like or Solana, whatever it is you could do. Um, but to time the market that way with six months, risky. everyone talks about the liquidity side of things. I was having a conversation with somebody the other day, though, telling them about my uh, shark loan shark activity 
And I've now gotten two of the loans through. Uh, you, you have four? I'm on my fourth. Uh, one, someone came through and paid way early. I was so pleasantly surprised. Someone, I guess, just figured out. I don't know what is going on in the mind of of like a person like that. But yeah, someone just came through and paid it off in like well, two, three is, days. Well, the thing is, say they take a loan, they make money on that capital. Now they have profit and they just pay back the profit and still sit on more. Like, yeah, that's, that's what a lot of people do. Exactly. It's 100% what it is. But that dude, it's Solana. Like, so, what do you, of course, like they probably <laughs> hit a 10x on a meme coin and we're like, oh, this is pennies to me now. So uh, the thing I was going to say, um, I was chatting with somebody that they were like, I'm actually taking the opposite position. I'm borrowing <laughs> against the NFTs. Um, she seemed to think that, uh, the borrowing side is better given the fact that NFTs do go down on average over time. Uh, like a, if you're, if you're taking the, a broad swath of the market, then that makes sense. Going into a bull market. I'm not so certain about that. Um, but it, it is an interesting insurance play. The insurance is like in the case of uh, mad lads, you're paying three on one fifty each week, so you're paying two percent a week, is uh, for for essentially the insurance, which is pretty, or one hundred eighty percent APY is how they end up doing the math. That's, I don't know, that's pretty expensive. Um, it would be interesting if they let you do longer term versions of this, because all of the loans on Sharkify. Seven or 14 week, days. Which to me is just so crazy. I, I don't think know. Famous Fox lets you do 30. There's like another lending platform as well that's called, um, what do they call it? This is going to drive me insane until I can find it. Oh man, sorry. Let me find this. But there's another one that you can do that I believe they do 30 day, 30 day loans. Citrus is what it's called. And that's another option that just gives you longer times as well. Interesting. Well, uh, do you guys think that um, this... G money loan could basically just be to me. It looked like just a marketing play. I don't know if he's involved directly with that platform, but I've never heard of Gandhi as a, a loan platform. So I think maybe I've he's an advisor it. has. Well, okay, I, that was my thought process. I haven't heard of it either. Most people use Arcade. That's like the big ETH one is yeah. Arcade.xyz. Um, so Gandhi, it wouldn't. I actually did not even consider that Clemente. That seems like a very logical situation. Yeah. There there you go. Hoping that we have an excuse to make some Lone Shark Nick uh, videos because I'm very excited about them. I've been preparing by watching uh, how Italian-Americans are portrayed on Always Sunny in Philadelphia. So we have uh, some pretty good uh, inspiration going out for this. Uh, one other thing, Quantum Cats delayed three times a little trial by fire into smart contracts and NFTs for the extremely technical team over at Quantum Cats. No doubt in my mind that they will clean it up, but it's very interesting to see the way that this has kind of played out. Some updates from the Daily Digest. The Daily Digest is po posted to X platform every morning. It's pinned up top and it's emailed to anyone that Ooh. subscribes at thenifty.com, Nick. Sarah Script just posted, and I just saw it as well, that uh, e ENS has partnered with GoDaddy. So you can now use your existing domains as your ENS. Well, which is, uh, which, oh, that's pretty interesting. If they're available, right? I mean, your existing domains that you own, you can use and point to your wallet. Oh, sure. Sure. Yeah, that, that's good. Uh, it would make sense that they would do something like that for sure. That's like a logical direction for ENS to, no one's tried to sell me an ENS in a long time. People used to DM me and say, Hey, heard you say the phrase big time. I got big time one, one, three dot ETH. Uh, do you want to buy it? And I'm like, no, I, I, I don't want to buy that. Uh, no, I don't, I don't need that at all. Uh, anyway, first story, Killa Bears introduces Killa Games, a casual game studio built on Solana Mobile. So Killa Bears just going all in on building on Solana. Uh, Easy, I saw you tweet about this, and you're a fan of the Killa Bears team, have the, the toys that they sent out. What do you make of this? I also hold the Killa Bears, so I have one of their like regular full-size ones. Nice. Um, pretty happy about the buy. I got it at like 0.69, so we're up on that. Them also announcing that they're moving their collection to Soul is really interesting to me, starting with the Killa Cubs. Because it's a lot of like trait customization and things like that, which don't make much sense on ETH mainnet due to costs, whereas Soul's a fraction of that. And now partnering with Saga for Killer Games for NFT and crypto-based gaming, I think makes a ton of sense, especially for on-chain transactions. So I'm really excited to see how this pans out. Been a huge fan of that short film that they released. Extremely high quality. I think it was Seth Green that directed it as well. So pretty interesting stuff from their team. 
they're they don't shy away from us spending some capital on some uh some attempts here which i'm a big fan of at least they're taking swings there you go uh next story nft stats declared that no board apes were traded in a 24 hour time span for the first time since board ape yacht club launched in may 2021 bunny what do you make of this this liquidity um drought right now that's happening in the board ape yacht club ecosystem i don't think it's it's not a big deal it's not a big deal nah, people are just like freaking out for no reason CryptoPunks have regularly gone 24 hours without a sale. I will say that. Uh, the, <laughs> the, 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 floor, the floor didn't go down, right, over that 20. So it's like, I don't know. Like, if the floor dumped because of it, then maybe I would have been a little bit more worried. That's, that's exactly correct. That's what you're looking for is whether or not low liquidity leads to price dump. And the answer so far is no. So this was actually a good thing uh, for Board API Club. Um, the demand is low, but uh, yeah, regardless, that's the situation. The, the interesting thing here is, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, you get less points or there's less incentive to provide liquidity on Blur for collections that receive less volume. So the more volume on a collection on a given day, um, the more incentive, the more Blur farming that goes on. So it's kind of like a cascading effect either way. A domino rally, as some would call it. <laughs> There you go. The domino rally rears its ugly head again. All right. Anyway, next story. In an interview, Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell said that he will not wait until 2% inflation before cutting rates. Um, this comes after. It, it, so this is recent. Okay. I got to re. I got to. Oh, he's on 60 minutes last night. Okay. I got to catch up on this. Uh, very interesting. Um, yeah. I mean, goes from hawkish to not so hawkish just like that over the weekend. We'll have to see what happens. Uh, last story. Chainlink is up 34% in the last seven days, just when you thought that that was impossible. Chainlink is up 34% in the last seven days to uh, $19.49. I believe that the Chainlink holders are called the Link Marines. So, so shout out to the Link Marines for uh, completing what the Link Losers. <laughs> is, that, is that what they're, they're widely referred to as? Yeah, and I'm actually pissed that I'm not a member of the crew. Are you gonna? Are you going to become a no link? No more Filecoin moments, please, Nick. <laughs> are you going to buy other random ass crypto assets from like five years ago that don't How really go up? What and- am doing right now? We got to find out what the deal with that price action is. Uh, not feeling so good uh, about it, but uh, we're we're back a little bit. It looks like it had pulled back. Uh, <laughs> it's not looking so great um i'm still down significantly <laughs> so <clears throat> yeah lost a couple grand there um okay, <laughs> okay. but That's I okay think, i think it'll pump again i i think we got you know fi- a lot of people a lot of people are saying filecoin is probably one of the best tokens to be in um it's just all over the timeline have you seen that like everyone talking about filecoin i i have I've seen everyone say, like, you know, I could only use Filecoin to manage my files and and other, you know, file-related tweets. It's it's a very exciting asset in the crypto ecosystem. I think Mert probably will lead. When Mert comes on the show today, we're probably going to have to tell him to stop talking about Filecoin proactively unprompted. You know, like, we're just going to be like, what's the most exciting thing in the entire crypto ecosystem? Mert, who follows the entire ecosystem closely and is building infrastructure in the ecosystem, is going to say, undeniably, Filecoin, right? That's my guess. Uh, he does build on Solana, but a lot of the people that are building on Solana deploy their distributed images in, on the NFT space via IPFS, a Filecoin creation. Well, well, there you go. Look, moving on to, uh, we got seven minutes before Mert joins. Uh, so the Jupe token right now, it's trading at 56 cents just about. It got as low as 50 cents. Easy. Have you claimed yours? I haven't claimed mine yet. Should I just go claim it right now I'm and turn it into Solana? I claim mine in full. Yeah, I've swapped. I think I'm at like 40% swapped at this point. I want to see what happens with price action once the DLMM pools that we were trading on get pulled in a couple days here. That's the most interesting thing because Meow is just continuing to post like they're working as intended. We're between this range of 40 cents and 75 cents. And in a few days, we're going to remove those and let the market do what the market wants to do. So he is basically pulling this backstop. Uh, it's multiple hundreds of millions of dollars that are going to be pulled from the liquidity. So I think we're going to see some massive volatility happen here in the next couple of days. 
By volatility, you mean crash. Or cent, because also the upward price action is the, uh, kind of thwarted on that 77 mm. cent area. So like, it really will go into price discovery mode after this. E easy, when, before you claimed or before this went live, were you expecting this type of price action, knowing yeah. the research that you did? So you, weren't, you knew that it was kind of going to be hindered or, or- I thought we may break above that 77 cents at one point, because if you do, there's essentially no backing there, which opens up a ton of liquidity. Like there's no more Jupiter. It's just USDC in that pool. Whereas on the other side, it's only Jupe, not USDC. So to me, that was like, if we break above this, which we almost did, I think we would have gone into like a weird squeeze, almost like traditional markets. But I had even said before, like this backstop was in place from 40 cents to 70 cents. And I was like, they're putting the liquidity there and putting a laddered buy and sell orders in place, which like, if you had just read the documents, there was a bunch of FUD after the fact, but it was like, they literally said they're doing this. Like it's, so you should be conscious that like, if we get towards that upper bound, that's probably where you should sell. And if we push towards the lower bound, maybe a good time to buy just based purely on where they've dumped the liquidity into. So yeah, I, I did want to see it get over a dollar. I thought we may see that squeeze over to like a dollar 40, I think dollar 60. We didn't get it, but now I'm, I'm very eager to see what happens once the pool's pulled. Got it. I actually checked. I did already claim it and swapped it into Solana. So didn't even remember doing that. Uh, so interesting stuff. Um, is this, like, is there any other significant airdrop on the horizon similar to this? I know obviously the dim airdrop will be live soon. Anything else that people should be keeping an eye out for easy? Yeah, dim's really interesting. I think Farcaster has an airdrop, which is why a lot of got people it. are using it. That's got a ton of people on there now excited about it. Um, there's also a couple others that I've been watching too. Like, I still think marketplaces right now are a pretty uncrowded trade. So, especially on the Solana side. So you can easily take swings at Tensor and AMM pools and farms there. Same with some of the others. There's still a lot of opportunity that you can dive into from that perspective. Airdrop-wise, I think Solana DeFi is where I'm most interested personally. Like Parcel's one I've been talking about for a while. Those points are live. Camino Finance, Meteora, all those fun things. Uh, there's speculation that Portal Coin's finally going live, which like personally I couldn't care less about uh, just because it seems like the hype is basically just all but vanished except for the people who are diehard farmers and have a ton of points so those dude portal coin farmers remind me of ens people like i'm gonna say it they just yeah. they're the exact same at this point you, you could literally be like damn dude tough weekend my grandma's sick and they'd be like did she farm portal coin she's laying there she's tweeting portal i'm like dude what is good with you like that shit is crazy but yeah they're they're adamant i'll give them that easy you said uh i, I saw you mention in your space this morning that You've, you've been seeing some points OTC trading. So people yeah. trading points, $4, and it kind of going back and forth. Is there anything we need to know about that? So that's really interesting to me. Once again, dude, Solana on the innovative side, it's called whales.market. It's like a complete OTC trading desk. They have an SPL token called whales. That's just the definition of green candle after green candle. Shut up, Blue Chip. And uh, they're continuing to just do some incredible things over there because supposedly they're going to be giving kickback to those people. So the token's called Whales. It's up to $2.30. Before Jupiter, you could have bought this token for under 50 cents. You could have bought this token for under 10 cents. Holy shit. At the start of January, you could have bought this token for two pennies. Wow. So it's literally done 100x. Like, wow. that's the crazy part to me. And it's because supposedly you're going to get rewards. They could do that. Wow. I've, this chart is like one of the craziest charts I've seen. I just shared it in the private chat because we should look at it. But the whales market is pure OTC trading. So like they have DYM, the dimension token right now, currently at $4 a token that people are buying OTC, some decent fills on that too. And then there's also points markets. So like Magic Eden diamonds are on here trading at about 30 cents a or three cents a diamond. Friend tech points are on here as well. Not getting many fills. Eigen layer points are on here at about 25 cents. Jupiter was selling on these for like 20 to 40 cents. So if you got into that, you ended up making money buying these early before it got close to the airdrop. I mean, fascinating. Uh, one thing that Signal actually pointed out in the weather report, or, or it was in the weather report of the newsletter, it, if I heard it correctly, Fanabear went on a run. So if this is the Fantabear that I remember, Nick remembers this, this is last cycle, last NFT cycle, if I'm correct, I could be wrong, but it was when all projects that were somehow associated with Asia in any way were pumping their faces off during primetime NFTs. Uh, a friend of ours, uh, K-Dean, actually, 
came on the show and told like mentioned Fanabare. It then went from like one Ethereum to eight Ethereum when Ethereum was like three thousand dollars. It looks like it's point thirteen Ethereum, which is probably closer to fair fair value uh, for the Fanabare collection. But I'm wondering what like what prompted this thing to pump? I think it's the same one. I'm almost positive it's it's the same one. Uh, so very interesting to see some previous collections. I mean, Clemente, if you can pull it up, there might be some newer NFT. Yeah, they, they, that's that's the chart. That's what you look for. The big spike at the beginning, uh, and then the gradual pullback over the course of you know seemingly years at this point. But yeah, interesting to see any sort of increase in volume on uh, on a collection like that. Always love to see the uh, the kind of random action in the NFT space. It can uh, it can get pretty wild. Um, Last thing that we can kind of talk about before uh, we are joined by Mert is I'd love to, you know, just get people's takes like easy. You've been making a lot of predictions about the price action of Bitcoin, of Ethereum, of Solana, uh, you know, based on like the ETF, maybe based on the halving. Now we had that FOMC meeting last week. Have you adjusted the way that you're thinking about any sort of price predictions for Bitcoin, ETH, Sol moving forward in 2024? I think the 60 Minutes with Jay Powell last night was very fascinating. If you haven't watched it, it's worth the watch. Because yeah, I got to watch it. It's, it's so worth it if you're into like traditional finance and like trying to understand the markets from a high level. He does a pretty good job to actually break it down to like a very easy way to understand. Like you don't have to be in the trenches reading documents from like earnings reports and like macroeconomic documents either. He just kind of breaks it down as to how he's looking at it and where inflation is and like what the market is going to do. To me, the the dovish comments on 60 Minutes has a farther reach than the hawkish comments on FOMC because retail investors hear that and think, oh, okay, maybe it's not all doom and gloom. The whole thing about like, we're going to have a recession is always the most interesting to me because we've been in a recession, in my opinion, Yeah, for the better part of two years now, just based on like consumer spend, like how much disposable income people have. And that to me is like where I look more but I'm also like heavily looking at like the housing markets, commercial real estate and things like that. And there is, there's been comments made on that from like people in TradFi that I tend to, to track a little bit closer. And those have shifted too from like, we're waiting for commercial real estate to implode before we think bottoms in to it seems like this soft landing is in play. And I still don't think we see cuts until the summer with aggressive positive price action into the election cycle in the fall. I think we just chop for basically the remainder of the year. Like that's my, my main focus is that they are not the remainder of the year until the summer session. So the remainder of this quarter and next quarter, I think we chop price action wise, which is what we've been seeing. Like Seoul has dipped under a hundred, gone to 90, back to a hundred, just in this uncomfortable, boring crab market back and forth. Some days great, some days ugly. And it's all on the back of the S and P making new all time highs, which is crazy to me. Like that is like, if you don't watch traditional markets, they're clearly correlated and the S and P making a new all time high this year is a bullish sign for long-term economic impact and like where traditional finance assets are going to move. So what do you make of the S&P making a new all-time high, but say like Bitcoin and, and crypto assets not, I mean, obviously have gone on a crazy run going into the ETF, but not, you know, at not at all-time highs. I think it's a like delayed price action. Like there's so many people waiting for the halving. We just got the Bitcoin ETF approval. Supposedly ETH ETF approval is going to happen this year. That's one I don't know if I agree with. I think it may be a little bit longer. They're saying March. I'm like, that's pretty crazy. Like, that's an aggressive, like, it took March Bitcoin is aggressive. To, yeah, it took over a year to get the, the Bitcoin ETF approved. And yet we're sitting here like, yeah, I think we're going to, I think we're going to get it in three months. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I really don't think so. So yeah, the more I Nick? think about it. Oh, no, uh, go, go ahead, easy. Go ahead. I was just going to say, the more I think about it, I think we're going to see a new Bitcoin all-time high, but I don't know if it's going to happen this year. Like my speculation January 1st was it happens next year. Nick, something to weigh in with? The, uh, the ETF, well, I was just thinking about the, the ETF thing. I, well, and I actually completely forgot what, what, what the rest <laughs> of what I was going to say. I, I was like zoned in. Then I was looking at this uh, Solana chart. The, the price action. It, it has uh, so been, so it has hold on. Let me just walk the. I was going to just walk the audience through. You were zoned into what we were talking about, ready to contribute, right? Then one second later, you looked at the Solana chart. You remembered you have $100,000 plus of Solana. Yeah. And so everything shifted to, is this thing going to go up? Because I got 200 Gs in this thing. 
Is, am I right? <laughs> okay, well, that wasn't the thought. I was looking at all the different charts. Um, the the Powell thing is an interesting situation as well. I, I definitely want to watch um, the 60 Minutes interview. Uh, that said, it's so difficult to predict all of these different things. I've been, like, I saw a beanie tweet. He was like, I think I'm, you know, taking some off the table right now, waiting for a pullback, like essentially trying to time the market exactly Yeah, to me just feels ridiculous. And also the tax implications. Like if my cost basis for Solana is down at like $30, I'm going to end up paying taxes because I end up selling my Solana. Now the, the last stuff that I bought, I may have bought up in the, like around this current price range, Mm -hmm. just as I'd I kept buying, so it is the the. It's not last in first. Yeah, you do highest in. High, yeah, yeah. So highest in first out is the system that I've been using. But, um, despite that, I don't. I don't want to think through all of the logistics of that. Instead, I'm like, how do I get more money that I can like save to put aside to, um, you know, the most important tokens, like say. You know, um, <laughs> like how do and I a- monad and eigenlayer? They're not even out yet, but man, I'm going net long. How, how do I put a hundred grand into, in, into those? This is a question we're all wondering. Um, but in all seriousness, that, that is something I like think about, uh, is like, am I going to be trading this? And instead I'm more of the mindset now that it's just like, don't pay attention, focus on the business. like just do your job and investing should not really be that exciting. Um, but I'm the- totally shifted my mindset. Like <laughs> I keep like a degen bag where I'm like, dude, I'm going to light this thing on fire and have some fun. Uh, you bought 25 of that random ass NFT. Hey, with Pierre, like- go check the floor. We're up, baby. Is it? We're up, baby. Yeah. They got a token dropping today. You got a token dropping today. They went from 1.8 to 2.5. So your boy's only slightly underwater now. <laughs> <laughs> only like a 30 soul loss at the moment instead of a 70. We're living. Uh, oh, that one. Yeah. yeah that's not good. But there's, there's just like, I feel like you've got to have like long-term conviction bags that you don't touch. Like if your thesis has not changed, just keep adding to it on dips and forget about the damn thing. And that sounds crazy, crazy coming from me. To be completely honest, because my dude, my entire mentality before this was just like, yeah, I'm going to degen trade the shit out of this all last cycle, whole bag size into NFTs. And now I'm like, dude, I'm totally comfortable tucking this away, forgetting about the capital and keeping a small bag to like engage in the ecosystem so that I can keep my feet wet, keep them chopping as Kick says. Well, well you, ha- you have your target. So like, yeah. and the reality is the, the like random meme coins and stuff like that have a hit rate of X percent. It's not a hundred. It's probably closer to like 30. And, and also you need to watch it closely because it's quite volatile being, able I haven't to touched meme it. coins. I feel I so have. good, dude. The last two months I haven't touched them. I think I may, be, I, I may have a net loss on it because like, I keep looking at my main wallet and I'm like, where did the money go? Like where, where, what I, I felt, I feel like this was 7,000 and now it's 5,500. I made money on LPing jupe at the beginning, but somehow the the whole wallet did not increase by the uh, uh, whatever the amount was. And I'm just like, something is off here. So I think Jupiter, the price just came down. The price of jupe went down from where it was. Was what yeah. happened? But like, dude, that was hands down the best LP situation you could ever be in because it was it literally had a predefined range. Where you knew yeah. where it was going to go and you just set your parameters for it and let it work. And you just ate fees as long as you got in early for volatility. Well, you yep. guys were like, I'm up 10 grand in the past 30 minutes. I was like, all right, this is no, $1,500. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, on the tax thing that you brought up, Nick, that's totally viable. So let, let's just say, hypothetically, if I was thinking I want to convert everything that I have into Bitcoin. Let's just say that's a hypothetical, right? I want to take all my Solana. Just pretend that the majority of PO's assets are in Bitcoin. Like just theoretical. Continue. No, I'm saying like taking my Solana, changing it to Bitcoin, taking my entire Pudgy Penguins bag, changing it to Bitcoin. Let's just say I hypothetically wanted to do that. A lot of those assets I haven't actually even held for a full calendar year. So you have to think about that. It's going to be short-term capital gains, which just counts as income. I live in the state of New York, right? Different different story there. Um, So there's that. 
And then secondly, um, well, I mean, just think about the gains. Like Solana's gone 4X. So, and I have six figures of Solana. So if I sold all my Solana right now, that's like, you know, someone that, that's like a salary. That's like a, a nurse's salary or something that I just have to take on in taxes. I can put it into Bitcoin, but it's going to be a hefty tax bill. That's You have to pay nurses salary and taxes on your Solana? No, it's like, well, think about it. Let's say I'm up 80 grand in gains on the Solana and it's short-term capital gains. That you 80, 80 grand right now? I mean, something like that. Like I have a hundred something thousand. I have to pay a fourth grade math teacher's salary on my Jupiter airdrop. I, I was going to say, Easy's <laughs> got a more aggressive situation. <laughs> Easy's is an uncommon, like. For, uh, I, I got to fund the whole kindergarten staff with that situation. Dude, the Iowa. The, yeah. the, tax, the, the tax stuff is something you really do have to think about and talk about. And the, and the other thing is like, you can quote, sell the top. And that's amazing, right? And if somebody sold, <laughs> take out loans. Like, you can't take you, out loans on a free airdrop. You got to press out, the button. Yeah, and take out loans to pay your taxes. I'm just saying, like, the if you really start to boil it down and you start to have big six-figure gains on this stuff, inter unrealized gains, and yeah, you could theoretically, quote, sell the top, right? Even though nobody can time the top. But let's just say you, you could, right? Let's say you sold the top last time of Bitcoin. Okay, cool. You'd pay like a lot of taxes on that. And if you ended up not buying back in to the same amount of Bitcoin or more, then there actually wasn't any point in selling the top, you know? So what I'm being really, well, I'm not going to sell any Bitcoin, goes without saying. The reason I bought Pudgy Penguin, Solana, all these other assets is because I felt I would feel comfortable selling those at the quote top, whereas I'm not going to sell any Bitcoin. But the, the question is like, would I have had more Bitcoin if I just bought Bitcoin and never sold it instead of like selling the, buying this other stuff? The Solana's outperformed, the Pudgies have outperformed, NFTs last time aggressively outperformed, right? Like Nick, you, you would not have been better off buying $500 of Bitcoin versus one $500 board ape. When you bought your first board ape goes without saying. So there's different ways to look at it, but the tax stuff does really uh, come into play when you have to evaluate it. And it, it makes it, it makes it murky to figure out how you want to operate. I'm just saying, I don't know if you disagree, Nick. I mean, it sounds like you just confirmed what I'd said, but in sort of a more exhaustive form and with Bitcoin at the center of your <laughs> your version of it. So I think the tax situation, correct. You're like, let's just theorize that I have this deep desire to put everything that I own into Bitcoin because that is something that, uh, not, not that I think about on a daily basis uh, or anything, um, but it's not like I'd want to have just more Bitcoin. Uh, as PO, um, did, why didn't you, you sold some Tesla? Did you not just put that all into Bitcoin? I did. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, okay. and, and Solana and, you know, you and other dollars of Solana. And then you bought 80,000. Yeah, I, uh, I went hard on Bitcoin. I mean, or, excuse me. I went hard on Solana. I I've, I've talked about this on the show. We don't have to do it now. I was accumulating Bitcoin, the whole bear market and really aggressively doing that. Then I started to get ETH. I got 20, 20 ETH. Then I got Solana, thanks to Easy. It is because of Easy that I started and and you, Nick, and you. You were going hard on Solana. You and Easy were, and I was like, "Yeah, I mean, we're building on Solana. Let me go hard on this thing. It's a great user experience." Blah blah blah. Dude, go hard. W went hard on it. I mean, I I've talked about this on the show. The thing I missed was Blur. That's the one thing that I didn't have the liquidity for. And then I turned the ETH into the Pudgy Penguins. Thank God that was huge. Blah blah blah. Anyway, we don't have to dive into that. Uh, waiting on Mert, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, hopefully, he does He's join not us. Coming. <laughs> It's 9.42, dude. Like, at some point, like, what, what, do you, what do you expect? You think he's going to show up at, at 10.15? We're going to keep this show going until 11? What's going on? Uh, P.O., I don't think you missed a boat on Blur. I was thinking of actually adding some now that it's sub 60 cents. Clemente, no offense. No offense. But you thinking about adding to an asset is not going to make me oh, uh, just okay. even. <laughs> I'm tempted to sell. I'm just playing, Clemente. I'm just playing. I've just been watching you do like, hey, well, like hey, Pia, I'll, I'll let you know. Actually, I made like 600 bucks last week from from this uh, <laughs> Bitcoin uh, ordinals project. <laughs> I'm, I'm ripping, dude. <laughs> Better trading, put some respect on my name. Trading a Bitcoin ordinal and gaining $600 is so far from something I'm interested in. Like, that, All right, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Keep talking <laughs> shit. Keep talking shit. We'll see. In, we'll see in a year. Hey, and guess what? I'm going on a quantum cat today. That's going to be sent at 0.3 ETH. You're not going to mint the quantum cat, King. Yes, I am. All right. No, we'll you're not.
Do you, not, do you need a loan? Do you need a loan? Do you need us to give you a little bit of cash for it? Is that what you need? Do you need some help? We'll split it. <laughs> to be clear, a quantum cat is interesting to me. I'm not going to convert right. existing Bitcoin into it. but They're four grand mint price. Wow. And they're going to sell out instantly and most likely do a 3x. I that agree with 10, all of that. that two do you and have the ability X. to buy it, Clemente? So yeah, he, went, he went six upples. What is one sixth? Yeah, yeah. One twelfth with a bunch of bodagos. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they're trying on public. They're trying on public. So how, how many spots are in public? I, I have no idea. I think it's the unsold spots, but we're going to get it. No, we, we've already talked to the game plan. I don't want to say the game plan out loud because some people are going to copy it, but basically we're guaranteed to mint this thing. I see God bounce in the comments. We're absolutely minting a quantum cat yeah. today, Clemente. Don't let them shit on you. So is this going to a multi-sig? What's the process of yeah, this? Do you guys have to like get on a, a Zoom call and all raise your hands if you want to vote to sell it? Like, how's yeah. this going to work? Essentially, yeah. When we when majority votes, a to quorum. Sell you need a quorum to sell exactly. this. Exactly. Okay. I like so this is, democracy. Is there like a gas war equivalent situation? Yes. But so Nick, get this out. Gas wars on Bitcoin are way worse than ETH because the mempool is so slow that like you can come in 15 minutes late. And crank the shit out of high gas and front run somebody else. Like you're sitting there, you're like, oh, okay. So in 15 minutes, some asshole whale comes in and just kicks you in the face Bitcoin when you find gas and just sweeps the shit out of it. <laughs> and all of a sudden, they just process immediately, and everyone else is just shit out of luck. Like that's the worst part. Is like, and because the mempool is so damn slow, and all these transactions can get front run. It's not like ETH, where like in the block they process a bunch of them. Like you can literally just sprint to the front of the line. Dude, this sounds like. That's so ridiculous. Um, and what's going to happen is that they'll be trading on Magic Eden, basically, or whatever site. Uh, where, where is is that the only place you can get ordinals? Well, there's Gamma.io. Yeah, okay. OKX is the other one. I think OKX has ordinals as well, but Magic Eden does ninety nine point nine percent of the volume. For okay, ordinals. so let's say that the ordinals are trading over there, and basically uh, you're looking at the price, and the price goes up to like a 0.25 Bitcoin or 0.5 Bitcoin, someone's just going to slam the one Bitcoin gas fee or whatever they call it on uh, uh, on Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. And someone's just going to yoink a Bitcoin out of there. I mean, that that's it's, it's definitely happening. And this is the collection. Like, I don't care what anybody says. I know that other collections have gotten some traction. To me, Until this Taproot drops. Sure, but that's their other collection. That's coming in 2030. We have we have six years until that's coming out. So Quantum Cats for the next six Are years. Are you joking? Yes. It is a joke. It is a joke. Um, but anyway, yeah, we'll see what happens with it. Uh it's definitely it's something to pay attention to. Um, yeah, I mean, look, uh those guys are going to definitely do some special stuff over on Bitcoin, in my opinion. I'd love to be able to get in, but I just can't play a gas war, you know whale game against bitcoiners on ordinals it's just not like my thing that i can focus on absolutely not um yeah I, honestly i would just get into like day trading solana nfts before i did that because the user experience is pretty chill you know what i mean like dude speaking of like there's what's shocked me recently is the interest in base like base has been heating up like once again and it's something that i've been just looking at a lot more because there was a token, and I saw a node actually talking about it called Dgen on base, and it did a 12x, like just from drop price, and it made a ton of people basically FOMO into base. And then on top, dude, base has been this whole weekend. I was just keeping tabs on it because if, do you guys remember Racer from Frentech? Yes. So he made a comment. His Twitter was back. He's still private, but he made a comment because Farcast is obviously gaining traction. He's like, "What if we took base, or what if we took Frentech, moved it off base, and just became its own L2?" deleted the tweet and then tweeted again my coinbase overlords are mad at me over one tweet and then deactivated his twitter because coinbase is i guess invested in frentech so <laughs> he basically was like let's leave off base move over here but dude the base interest is running again D mint coin or dgen meme coins are running What's not just DGen, but, uh nothing what it's not actually like on a blockchain i think the initial user creation is on optimism well, what what's the app on? So, what Warpcaster or whatever? What what chain is that on? I want to say it's on. Well, they said it's decent. Uh, they said it's uh, centralized. Was something I saw. It's centralized. Yeah. So, so none of the transaction. Yeah. So it's optimism. So, so okay. it's a optimist. Okay. The, so get this, Nick. You're gonna love this. The user accounts created on optimism. 
Every transaction is off-chain. There's no gas fees, and that's why it's instant. It's just like a SQL database. Like, there's no actual on-chain transactions. There's no data. The only part that's blockchain tech is the account creation aspect. That's it. And it's it's optimism. So we'll talk a little bit about Farcaster and Warpcast right now. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Mert actually uh, had a, a conflict and won't be joining us today, but we'll get him rescheduled. So I hope everything's cool with him. Easy, real quick. Uh, we want to talk about our partners at Seedify quickly before we dive into this conversation. No, absolutely. So, I mean, once again, I'm hyped about Seedify. It's purely just from the gaming perspective. Everyone's FOMOing into these projects on ETH, looking at games with token meta and just speed running to find the next 10, 20, 50, 100x. Luckily with Seedify though, they incubate only games. So games with ICOs and IGOs. So initial game offerings, initial coin offerings, things like Bloodloop, which just dropped, Storm Warfare, which did a tournament early on. But then we also have Metadoss, we have this Paradise Tycoon dropping on AVAX, and those are the two that I'm most excited about. Haven's Compass coming out as well, and of course, Animalia's Phase 2 dropping. So a ton of stuff in the pipeline for Cedify, and it's why I'm personally excited. When you have all these people ecstatic about what's going on with the gaming side of things and that narrative, the main thing that you want to find is like when everyone's searching for gold, go to the shovels. And this is that perfect example is what Cedify is doing, is giving you a platform to get exposure to it all. You can pick up S-Fun to get early access. They're incubating a ton of the top games. Their Twitter is just constantly rolling out announcements of upcoming stuff that's going on at Cedify. And fading it, in my opinion, is something that I don't want to do when the entire narrative right now and the belief long-term is that gaming is going to win in Web3. This is exactly where your focus should be, in my opinion. And I'm excited to be partnered with them. Yeah, and... uh well, I see commenters congratulating us on the partnership with uh, Cedify. Love to see that respect for the brand. Uh, definitely some good shit there, and we're, we're definitely pumped to be working with Cedify. Speaking of games breaking out, you know, one thing that Mert talks about on podcasts is he talks about the need for a breakout hit in crypto. And this was one of the things that we were going to talk to him about today. Like an app, like a Venmo, for example, doesn't need to be payment processing, but just one of those apps where all of a sudden everybody has it. Right. And you can think about other apps. Venmo was one of them in like 2014 that that came out. There's apps that's Snapchat, obviously. There's apps that suddenly everybody has, everybody gets, everybody uses. And crypto, we really don't have that yet. I think some people wanted friend tech to be that. Um, I think that a game could be that for sure. And that's something that um, you know, that Mert talked about. Do we think Farcaster is somehow going to be that? Like why no. Farcaster? Okay. Hard no. why, why is Farcaster better than Friend Tech? No gas. Like, I guess that's it. Like, it's not actually on chain. It's also not the same thing, basically. Yeah. Like, the, it, it's, they're, not, they're both social apps, but that's about where it draws the line in terms of comparison. This is more saying, why is this better than Twitter? Is the, is the uh, comparison, and why are people going to go over there? Um, like, I, I have not used... And also, what a weird name. Um, Farcaster. Like, it, it sounds like Faircast. Wasn't there a site called Faircast or something like that back in the day? Like you could, you could like. Anyways, I don't know. It sounds like a flight search engine or something like that. But uh, basically, it, it's it's a twit it's a Twitter compare uh, competitor. The thing that you're aiming for, and I think the whole thesis here is that you can own your identity online. That's the whole point of it whereas like twitter facebook basically everybody snapchat tiktok you name it they all own your profiles essentially and while you can export your data uh they they control all of these different uh all of these things um so like that's the main thesis I just don't know why, like, this one in particular has surged so well. There are other distributed, uh, like, social apps that have nothing to do with crypto um, that are taking place right now. I'm blanking on the uh, Mastodon, I guess would be the... Uh, that would be one, yeah. That's a There's fun one name. other two, and I forget what the name is. Uh, uh, Noster? Noster, thank you. Yeah, Noster. That's the other one. There, there's yeah. less than 10,000 daily active users on Noster. So, yeah, I mean, it's, I haven't jumped on, but it seems like, am I like missing out on a potential token drop as a result of this? Do you, but I don't even think you connect a wallet to it. So there's, yeah, but they have a wallet on Optimism connected to the user account. 
which is the only part that gets created for an actual blockchain aspect. But my individual tweets do not get persisted on the chain. Yeah. Which is, I thought that's what the whole purpose of these systems is, is that you can like persist it on there. And also the whole idea is that it's decentralized and thereby uh, cannot be censored. So it's uncensorable. But if you have a centralized server, it is definitively censorable. So yes. I don't understand why, like, I, I love that this idea is not new. It's been around no. for a long time. But uh, there's, there's people developing on it is what everyone's saying. But look at all the developer excitement around this. So that's like the main thing at this point in time. But Nick, you just don't get it, dude. Airdrop. <laughs> that, that's my simple. favorite thing. Like my the simplest thing. thing is the one thing you're overlooking here, dude. Airdrop. Go to the it's website and press a button and maybe you'll get free money. Airdrop. My favorite thing in crypto. It's being sarcastic. It's, 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 it's a great marketing method. I, I've wanted to go download it because everyone's tracking it, but this one is less direct than friend tech where if you had a big audience, you could really take advantage of uh, people and just steal their ETH, which was uh, essentially what the point of Frentech was, was to get on there, tweet about how this is the future, get everyone to buy your token, and then just take all of their money. People came on this show, multiple people, and they were like, no, you don't get it about Frentech. You don't get it, guys. You don't get it. This is big. This is big, guys. You're going to want to put Ethereum onto it and you're going to want to buy shares of people that have 20 to 50,000 followers on crypto Twitter. And that's going to be the right move for you Dude, to do. I, I know I some people who made bank on it though. Like they got in early, got out early. And I do want to clarify as well. Farcaster is the app layer. Warpcaster is the Twitter, I guess. So just for yeah, clarification. Warpcaster yeah, is Warpcast. that app that's built. Warpcast. Warpcast, Warpcast using the Farcast or Farcaster tech stack protocol, or whatever the hell it is. basically. It's a protocol. Okay. So you're just following that API in order to accomplish these things. Part of the API does document writing the messages. So <clears throat> I'm confused that, uh, about why those aren't being... Some are saying those are on-chain. I've been seeing so many conflicting reports of what is and what isn't. The one thing that was confirmed yeah, is the creation. Those are on-chain. I'm yeah. pretty certain they are. I read about it yesterday, and I was fascinated that... Uh, Finally, there is an API version that's working. What's interesting about that, what's powerful about that, is there's a clearly defined protocol that cannot be withdrawn. That's the thing that's powerful. One of the issues that existed with all of these social apps historically, Facebook, Twitter, consistently, is they charge for API access, right? And it wasn't always, well, uh, especially Twitter. Twitter is the one that charges. Facebook has not been charging, but what they did was they would deprecate various API calls so you couldn't use it anymore. And so all of the uh, value of storing those tweets, the idea here is anybody can set up an aggregator to go get to generate the feed and then do analysis, figure out what people are talking about, build all the apps on top of it. It's public domain at that point where anyone can do the analysis. Whereas for Twitter or X, um, like I used to be able to search Twitter on my phone, by the way, and you can't do that anymore. You have to type in X uh, in order to find the app, which is super annoying because um, I don't know if single letter searches is right, like- It's not the best. It's the best. Um, <laughs> whatever. It's but, called but, X. Deal with it. It's, it's going to yeah. be X forever. He's obsessed with X. <laughs> so- uh, he probably was doing drugs at one of those parties like the Wall Street Journal was talking about. The Wall Street Journal is obsessed with Elon's drug usage. Like, this is the second article. Did you see that this weekend? No, I didn't see it. No. There was another article that came out that board members felt pressured to do drugs and executives <laughs> with Elon. And so, like, this is just a follow-on to the previous, like, drug sequence that, like, Wall Street Journal was writing about. They've been all over this. <laughs> the money uh, and drugs that taught Elon Musk to some Tesla directors. That's a bold headline. I like it. I like Dude, this. This is the Wall Street Journal. They've been <laughs> like, this has been like their key. They've loved this story. It's been interesting. I've never seen, like, I like the Wall Street. I subscribe to the Wall Street Tesla Journal. Tesla stock down 3% on the news. Uh, my friend that's a Tesla whale, uh, well, I don't know if he wants, he's very private and stuff, but he thinks that, uh, 
accumulating Tesla under 180 is uh is you know s- slowly accumulating it is interesting under 150s like you know ape in you you uh yeah you said that last week yeah um but the uh, uh so we're not even under 180 right now yeah so but we have another I, quarter of shitty earnings to get us there don't worry yeah <laughs> don't worry Tesla holders we got another quarter of of uh bullshit don't worry Anyway, <laughs> don't, don't, I promise. I promise it'll be another shitty earnings. I promise. People are literally saying electric cars don't work in the winter right now. It's a tough time for electric cars, okay? I will say, <laughs> if there is a time to buy the electric car thesis, it's when everyone's out on it. I had a shitty experience with, with the uh, Tesla. The key is you don't let it fully die. If you I let it fully 20%, die- 20%, you got you to charge that thing, dude. It becomes a brick. And uh, I think also cold, once it dies, that also permanently damages the battery because batteries do not do well in the cold. And the car that I had rented, it was clear that that battery had degraded over time as a result of that situation. The way that uh, Tesla gets around that is they lie about the amount of battery that's left when when they have it on there. There's actually an excess supply. And that excess supply is designed to essentially uh, power the warmers uh, of the battery, basically. So they just continue to warm it. But at the bottom, regardless, yeah, we somehow made a complete pivot on that conversation from Farcaster to Tesla. Well, I, I actually don't even want to keep going on Farcaster because when Mert joins, that'll be like a very, very juicy Farcaster warp cast conversation. Uh, Clemente wanted to talk about Solana. If I wanted to talk about, I, I want to hear what Clemente says. If we have time, I wanted to get Nick's take on this Tesla, you know, uh, announcement of the dividend or sorry, um, Facebook, Facebook meta dividend and $50 billion stock buyback and earnings blown out of the water and holy shit. And then also last thing I wanted to comment on, NVIDIA is just continuing to cook. Never fade Nancy Pelosi and her husband. They bought seven figures of call options like like 45 days ago. It was publicly announced. If you follow unusual whales with notifications on like I do, the second that information became public, I was aware of that information. The level of cook, you know, I didn't buy any NVIDIA or anything because I was like, Jesus, this thing's like, you know, like 9x in the past two and a half years or maybe even more. It's ridiculous. It's now I think over a trillion dollar market cap. I'm like, I can't buy it here. Nancy Pelosi and her husband says, hold my beer. We got some fire inside info. We're about to send this thing. Let's go seven figures of call options on it. Um, on, on NVIDIA. And, oh, and yeah. Rom NVIDIA. loves NVIDIA, but I'm like, I can't buy the top of Rom's bags because he was talking about NVIDIA when we went to dinner with him when it was like, you know, 30% lower. It is going to keep going, dude. Like they're crushing the AI and cloud computing stuff right now. Like, I love video games personally, and Nvidia just rolled out a thing so that I can play games that are PC exclusive on my Mac without having to like run a virtual machine or anything. I pay like sixteen dollars a month for it, and it works flawlessly. It uses a a forty series graphics card. Like this thing is impeccable, and I was like, holy shit! For sixteen dollars a month, I don't even need to buy a gaming computer. It's fucking sick. I'm gonna try to find. Real quick, I love this chart, Clemente, for the for the one year chart. I'm gonna try to find when Unusual Whales announced that Nancy Pelosi and her husband bought the call options because it's certainly before the big run up. But I want to get the exact one. Yeah, I mean, Nvidia. It sounds like that's another super bullish thing that Easy's talking about. Nick, what did you make of the Meta um, announcement? Stock time with Nick. Uh, the yeah. yes. Dude, yes. I mean, well, their their market cap is now one point two trillion dollars, which is pretty crazy. Uh, it's uh, Google's is like one point eight, um, <clears throat> or Alphabet, I guess, would be the correct thing. Meta and Alphabet, they both do the same thing. Facebook couldn't be Facebook. The the other story that's been going on here was uh, I didn't see uh, Zuckerberg's testimony, um, but that was uh, big news last week, apparently where he just acknowledged the fact that it's not good for children. Yep. Um, and uh, dude, Meta is such an interesting company at, at this point in time. It's like, it, it feels worse than like owning uh, uh, Google. I sold my Facebook stock a while ago, um, which was stupid. I like 
boycotted it at ninety dollars when I do remember when you were like kind of taking a position down. against it. Because I feel like it's big tobacco to a, to uh, a large degree. I got a more relevant thing about uh, Facebook slash Meta here is well one of one of the big boons for Meta I think is the fact that Apple's uh, Apple's in the VR space. They don't call it; they call it spatial computing. But like both devices have the like very similar functionality. The Oculus Pro and the uh, w- what's the name of the Apple one? Uh, the the Apple Vision, Vision. Apple Vision Pro, yeah, that was circulating this weekend, dude. Uh, pre- previously NFT God, now just Alex Finn, dominating the content there. His content was so good. Um, he's just shitting on people. Like it was. Dude, he got was, picked up by the meme pages too. It's not often that the meme pages pick you up, but he got picked up, dude. He had one post that did like 15 million impressions. And the quote tweets were getting like seven to eight million. It was insane to see. Like the quote tweets on this were from some of the biggest meme pages that get like pull multiple millions every post. And they were just quote tweeting them. Like they were just. Well, his, his content itself was just. Oh uh, my God. He got quote tweeted from Daniel. I'm a huge Daniel fan. This guy's hilarious. He, this guy posts videos of people feeding like apples to bears and the bears just really like politely eating the apples. And he goes, see, bears are just like dogs. Whenever you see a bear, try to feed it. It's wicked funny. It's wicked funny. He's like, all bears are like this. They just get a bad rap. It's wicked funny. But dude, he got quoted by like corn and some of these others who are just like the biggest shit posters on Twitter. Like Kira right there is another huge one. This person pulls multiple millions. Them quote tweeting it is crazy. Like that <laughs> that was the shocking moment for me to see was like, oh, you got picked up by everybody. He, he did one. He was like, he's like, guys, uh touching grass seems so stupid now. Like why would I ever leave my apartment? Like this, <laughs> like this just like why wouldn't I just exist in this world completely? Or he's like, check out the productivity and he's like looking to the right and swiping through X. And it doesn't work properly. And he's like, that works great. And he's like, then I look over here and I see. So like, yeah, his sports one. Well, he was like, the, the dopamine hit from TikTok's never been better. And he had six TikTok tabs open of him just full hand swiping through them, all changing videos. He's wicked funny. I, I'm just a flat out fan of, of his comedy. Um, I think he's the funniest guy that was on the whales show for sure i mean some of the footage from that is so funny even though that show is never going to come out because it's a crypto show so they won't put it it on youtube Uh, on on what platform it's on a platform that they require you pay for you you need to to take uh 600 tokens in order to be able to watch it it needs to and it's 30-day lock appeared but that's going to cause a supply shock for the crypto people when it comes to content are more out to lunch than anybody else anyway real quick to circle back on the nvidia thing uh december 22nd is where it became public knowledge that uh pelosi and her husband longed it and they're up 900 g's on the uh on the play and uh it, it the actual just spot you know, appreciation of the of the stock is 42%. So if you bought it the day that uh, it was publicly announced, they obviously bought it before, but if it was, if you bought it on the 22nd when it became public knowledge, 42% gain for you on uh, NVIDIA. How could you ever fade Pelosi? How could you ever fade her? Uh, uh, dude, she's my girl, man. So I, I, how, how about you, how about you shut your mouth? Okay, because Nancy Pelosi is my girl. She deserves to be a congressperson for her an entire life. So, uh, mag, magnific.eth, this guy is going to war with me over the dot e, over the dot ETH domains. I was like, so, no. so I was like, real quick, I just want to make this comment because I was like, if you can point a dot com to your wallet now, what's the point? Of having a dot ETH domain. I don't understand. Well, what- I don't agree with you on that because the dot ETH domain is built on Ethereum. So there's technical benefits to having it. So I don't, uh, you're going back and forth with an ENS boy. Oh, hold on one sec. Let me just explain. I already said that before. So uh, let me, let me just say real quick though. I, I still think it's stupid because I was like, he was like, but you own it. I'm like, you own it, but you got to renew it. You know, like, like, could you imagine the, them being like, oh, you didn't renew your, your house subscription. So your house is gone. Like they just take it from you. Like, I, that's not how ownership works. 
I mean, if you didn't pay your mortgage, they would take it from you, by the way. But uh, <laughs> uh, but if you fully paid it for cash, no one can take it from you. That, Correct. Although the government can, well, uh, sure. technically. But uh, the bottom line is you don't have a recurring subscription. So he's like, yeah, bro, you just have to pay the $5 a year to subscribe. And I'm like, or the $9.com fee, which is indexed by Google. Which one, which one am I using? So I, I don't know. I just think the, the and go to the average consumer and they're like, yo, I got a .eth domain. And they're going to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It points to your ETH wallet. Well, like it, it's, it, it's complete garbage. I, I don't know. So I do disagree because I do uh, believe that over time there will be technical developments that are only possible with a blockchain-based naming system. I, I see tax, someone said. Yeah, that's the thing. I would never go back and forth with an ENS boy, though. Because like, if you're going to go attack the ENS boy army, it's just not going to work out yeah, well. Dumb. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's almost like going back and forth can't with win. A, a friend tech boy. Like, come on, man. Like, it, you don't get it. I get it. It's not really going to be anything in a few months. That, but that it's not like position. property. It's not like owning Miami property or something like that. Like, what, what do you, or like New York property. It's not like the real estate space on ENS domains is something of the uh, of a, a similar degree. I don't know. What shout out to one nine six three dot eth, you know? Like shout out to them. Nineteen sixty three. Great. Shout year. out to don't fade Pelosi dot eth. I will not buy it for two ETH. Thank you for the offer. Is that for real? No. Oh, okay. I'm surprised someone didn't literally reach out with that. The ENS boy army is relentless. I think Nick owning like one six four five dot ETH is going to be the equivalent of owning a a high rise apartment in the 1930s in Manhattan. It's it's just basically the same thing. Uh, same level of appreciation. Digital real estate. Uh, same idea. Um, anyway, look to close out. Uh, we will have Mert on another time. He couldn't make it today. We will talk about all things building in crypto. We're going to talk about when he does come on the layers of noise associated with crypto and whether financial incentives being intertwined with technology is actually going to be proven to be um, a valuable thing just in business and technology. So we'll have a lot of juicy stuff to talk to him about. Hope everything's cool with him today uh, with his conflict. Uh, easy. If you want to just mention who the partners of today's show, see our one more time and then we'll wrap no absolutely so once again shout out cdify continuing to do everything on the gaming front that i think is going to show why gaming and that entire narrative is the future and why it actually makes the most sense here i don't think from any capacity that gaming is not going to become the next big boom in crypto like it's the one thing here that we're continuing to see more interest in we're seeing more games try blockchain technology we're seeing games actually utilize nfts and cryptocurrency in a positive way obviously Big fan of MetaDOS personally. I'm excited about this game. I'm very excited about Paradise Tycoon. I'm excited about the other IGOs that Cedify is continuing to roll out. So if you haven't taken a look, you can go to Cedify now. You can pick up some S Fund, stake it, get early access into the NFTs and the ICOs that they have as well with their initial game offerings, initial coin offerings, and everything else that's going on. They announce new games, what feels like weekly at this point, if not every other day. So watching them scale here is awesome. They always say you want to you want to get shovels when everyone's searching for gold and an infrastructure play on the gaming front seems like the most logical. So extremely excited to be working with Cedify. Hell yeah. And, uh, you know, one thing that Mert has talked about on podcasts is that games might be the breakout app, which would make a ton of sense to me, a ton of sense, because someone actually would want to spend time on it. For example, if there's just a dope game launched via Cedify that somebody wants to spend time on, that would make sense versus just farming airdrops on these different platforms. So very, very pumped uh, to be partnered with Cedify. Big shout out to them. Saw the respect that we got from the commenters. Uh, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, that's our show. We do the show Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. Eastern time, available on X Platform, YouTube, Apple and Spotify podcasts, X Platform video, really just wherever you get your content, we are there. Anyway, thanks for listening, everyone. We will catch you next time. We'll be back tomorrow.